Hey listeners, my name is Elisha, the founder of the Witnesses Podcast. It's so beautiful to have you listening to our podcast. And I want you to know something that that means a whole lot to me. Thank you for tuning in. And one thing I love to tell all of our listeners is, it's not just about you listening, but listening to understand. Understanding is the most important thing. So important. So, you have to listen, learn, and practice. Thank you so very much and happy listening. All right, so Kim, um, introduce yourself to us. Tell us more information. Let us know more information about you. Yes, well, first of all, let me tell you how excited I am to be here. I've been looking forward to this. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. My name is Kim Sorrell, and I am an entrepreneur. I started my first business right out of high school, and I've been a businesswoman ever since. Okay. And I uh, I love business, but I also am a writer. I'm a mother of five, grandmother of 11, Ooh. and I've written a couple books. Yes, it's a big brood. It's Ooh. a lot of kids in my family. Actually, one of my granddaughter's father yeah. is Nigerian. Whoa. What? Yeah, and she's gorgeous. Wow. Let me wow. just say a little bit about my granddaughter. I know this okay, is okay. what this is about, but I have to tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is absolutely beautiful and and the world says that not just her grandmother who of mm-hmm. course would think she's beautiful she's beautiful yeah. and she is top student in her class she's Ooh. in high school really right yes she is so driven she wants to be um a, a biochemical engineer okay. and so she does the volunteering she does the, everything she needs to to get into the best university Ooh. and uh and and she is just and then she wants to go to med school. She's amazing, amazing. I adore her. Her name is Cordelia. Okay, She's okay. fabulous. She's going to change the world. Ooh, and yeah, yeah. I have to say Ooh. that my daughter is only so smart. Ooh. So is those Nigerian genes. <laughs> that girl so brilliant <laughs> and so beautiful. I just have to say that. Anyway, so yeah. Thank you so very much, Kim. Wow, wow, wow. I'm so happy to hear that. I'm so happy. Okay, so um, let's get to it. This okay, you're in the morning there, right? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So there was this question I'm so eager to find answers. All right. Okay. Yes. So he says the four-letter word that will rock your world. You get that? The four-letter word that right. will rock your world. Okay. So talk to me about that. What is the four-letter word that will rock your world? Well, a few years ago, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And four months later, the absolute love of my life, my husband was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and he passed away six weeks after that. And it made me question some things. I was in my forties and all of a sudden I was alone and I had my life laid out. I thought I knew my future. And now I wasn't a married person anymore. I was single and alone. And it made me question a few things. And love, that four-letter word, is one of the things that made me question. Did I really understand love? Did I understand how to live love? And I wanted to make sure I was doing life right going forward in this new life. And so I decided I would dedicate an entire year to figuring out the true meaning of love. And so I took 
a, a passage we all love. Love is patient, love is kind, does not yeah. have envy, yeah. not both, right, etc. Yeah. And I decided I would take one word a month and figure out, well, what is love that is patient? What is love that is kind? And I was in Haiti, if you're familiar with Haiti, I was in Haiti the majority of the year. And uh, the things that I discovered about love just changed my life, rocked my world, and they're things that I had never heard before about love. Wow. Wow, wow. Okay, so another question. All right? Sure. Okay, so um, changing the world. What is love got to do with that changing the world? Is it possible if, uh, if love can we change the world? Or what is it got to do with changing the world? Love? You that? Yes, I think part of the issue is we yeah. don't necessarily understand love. Hmm. We don't necessarily understand what it is. And so uh, we hear things about love. Yeah. Tell me if this happens in Nigeria or if it's just a US thing. Okay. But one thing that we hear about love is like love is a two-way street. Hmm, like you yeah. like you give love to get love, right? Yeah, like yeah. If you love somebody they have to love you back. Exactly. Well, right. But but that's not true. It's not true. That's yeah. Not true. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely not true. Yeah. You know, you control nobody but yourself. You hmm. have no control over anybody but yourself. Yeah. If yeah. you have children, when you bring that baby home from the hospital, yeah. you have total control. Right? Mm-hmm. You decide yeah. when the baby eats, when yeah. the baby gets laid down exactly. for a nap, when the baby has a bath. Exactly. But six, seven, eight months later, mm-hmm. all of your dishes are coming out of the cupboards. There's a mess everywhere. <laughs> you realize you have lost all control and you yeah. will never get it back again. Yeah. We only control ourselves. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. If, if you give love to get love, that's a transaction. That's like, if, if I give you money yeah. and you give pair of jeans mm. that's a transaction yeah love, yeah love yeah. is not a transaction love mm. is one way you give love mm. period you give mm. love period mm. when you give love to get love yeah you're setting yourself up for loneliness for disappointment because again you have no control you have zero control mm. and that's not what god told us to do anyway yeah. god didn't say love people who love you back never said god didn't yeah. say Give love so you get love. Yeah. God just said love. Love. Yeah. Yeah. Love. yeah. yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I got that. I got that. You know, even told us to love our enemies. He said we should pray for those that persons. I got that. Right. So right. okay. So um what surprised you the most about love? You got that? Yes, I sure did. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're extremely understandable to these uh, U.S. ears, by the way. Your English is perfect. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, yes, the thing that surprised me the most was that I thought I knew what it was, and I found out that I did not. Cool. That uh, some of the things that we believe about love are not love, and everything I discovered that when you put love is or love is not in front of any word, mm-hmm. it completely changes the meaning of the word, completely changes it. So from the very first month, love is patient, which by the way, yeah. set out planning on doing this in 12 months, a year. And then I found out first that there are 14 is an isn'ts of love in that chapter. So it took me a little longer than a year. So either I'm a 
learner or <laughs> just the 14, uh, made it 14 months. But from the very first month, I was blown away because love is patience. Yeah. That seems so simple. I, I know what patience is. You know what patience, everybody knows yeah, what patience yeah, is, yeah. right? We're not upset because our four-year-old can't find their shoes and we're hurrying out the door, right? Yeah, yeah. We're stuck in traffic, we're not angry, whatever it is. We know what patience is. But I discovered that love that is patient is entirely different than that. You know, we're called to love everybody. God is love, yeah, right? That, yeah. And John, it says that God, not that God loves, hmm. but that God is love. Yeah. So love is something you are, something that you can be to other people. Hmm. It is it is who you are. Yes. Love is who you are. How you show up with it is up to you, but love is who you are. Hmm. So love is patient. Yeah. With loving everybody like we're supposed to do, hmm. you realize that this moment yeah. This moment right here, right now, this is the most important moment of your life. Mm. What's in the past is in the past. Yeah. What's in the future is yet to come. Yeah. This is the moment. Mm. So to love somebody with love that is patient, you are 100% fully here, present, right here, right now, fully engaged with your ears completely open. And I'll have to tell you, I stunk at this. I was horrible at this. It was so easy for me to be in conversation, think about a meeting I had later, what I had to get from the grocery store, who had to get to soccer practice, you know, whatever it happened to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. while being in conversation and thinking I was fully engaged and I wasn't. Hmm. So I had to practice and practice and practice this. But as I did, yeah. I realized I was hearing things I never would have heard before. Hmm. Instead of making assumptions, yeah. about what somebody's going to say, think that I know what somebody's going to say, or even having my reply ready. Hmm. I was actually listening. I actually listened to the words and it changes everything. Hmm. You know, there are so many times that, that uh, confrontations can happen. Like if people disagree on something, right? Yeah, yeah, it yeah, can turn yeah. into an argument. Yeah, but yeah. when you really listen and you really love, because love would say, People can have whatever opinion they want. You have no control over them. Yeah. People, it's, it's okay to have a different opinion. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Let people love, let people have their own opinion. Mm. Love lets people live who they believe they're created to be. Mm. Just live and let live without judgment, without condemnation, yeah. Yeah. without racism, without ageism, without any ism, with nothing. Mm. Realizing that we are all these beautiful, incredible, one-of-a-kind masterpieces that God has created. So let people be who they are. Let yourself be who you are and really listen. And then you have conversations instead of confrontation. <laughs> you see, I'm, I'm so glad because I'm learning actually, seriously speaking, I'm learning. From one of these things you can say, and I know for sure you that. Anyone who's going to be listening to this also will keep learning from each of your words. That's so good. Thank you so very much, Keith. All right, so I have a question. All right, are you good? Yes. Okay. Yes, feel free. Okay, so five, five shocking truths that you will never get about love. You that? Five, five. Yes, I did. Okay. So, yeah, so, so uh, one is uh, we think of love as a feeling, an emotion, but it's not. You know, going back to God is love. Love is something that you are. You know, if you watch it, yeah. If you watch a scary movie, 
Yeah. Know how when you go to bed that night, you hear every creak, every bump, every everything, you know, and you're afraid, right? But you don't live in fear. Fear is an emotion, but you don't live in it. Praise the Lord, we don't live in fear, right? Yeah, yeah, but right. we live in love. Love isn't something that we put in the closet when we get home, that we hang up somewhere. Love is who we are. So that's one thing. Love is not an emotion. Love is who you are. And and as I already said, it's not a two-way street. Love is 100% up to you. One is 100% up to you. And another really great thing about love yeah. is, is love has zero expectations. It's zero expectation love. So like love that is kind everybody's kind right with or without love people are kind you yeah. know because most people are kind they do kind things say kind things show kindness but love that is kind the thing that separates that is that you do kind things say kind things show kindness with zero zero expectation of getting anything in return and it can be so easy to say oh my word they didn't even thank me for what i just did for them right yeah. they didn't even say thank you or um, I brought them food when they were sick. Why aren't they at my house when I'm sick with food? But that's not love. That's kind of going back to a transaction, right? I'm yeah, doing this for you, so this for me. That's not love. Love just does. So love is just kind, does kind things, shows kindness with zero expectation of getting anything in return. Zero expectation. Another thing about love is we're called to love everybody. And in the U.S., I can tell you that sometimes I hear people say, uh, I, I love everybody. Yeah, I love everybody. But those darn Democrats or I love everybody, but those Republicans, you know, or, you know, pick out whatever. Yeah, I love everybody. But those whatever you want to name, yeah, well, yeah. Then, you love everybody. Hmm. then you don't love everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Because love has no labels. Love has yeah. no labels. You know, you are Elijah, I am Kim. Yeah. We are people with our feet on the same ground, yeah. walking the same earth. Yeah. And that's who we are. We are people all the same level, all equal, yeah. all beautiful in our own way, all unique yeah. and wonderful. Another thing about love is that you have to love yourself. And, you know, with this, I sometimes think about like the Mona Lisa. You know, okay. yeah, yeah, one of the yeah. greatest paintings mm -hmm. ever, right? Yeah, yeah. And if it ever went for sale, I don't know how many millions and millions and millions of dollars, right? Somebody would pay, who knows, how much gold and money people would give, right, for the Mona Lisa. It's because it's a one-of-a-kind masterpiece. Mm. And so are you. Mm. There is nobody who has ever been exactly like you. There yeah. never will be anybody exactly like you. Okay. You are a one-of-a-kind masterpiece. God does not make mistakes. God makes beauty. And you are made to be exactly who you are made to be. And that is 100% up to you between you and God. Yeah. That's up, up to you, who you believe you're, you're supposed to be. And we can compare ourselves so easily. Women, I think, especially if we look at another woman, oh my gosh, does she look better than me? Is she prettier than me? Is she awesome? You know, whatever it happens to be. But the reality is what we consider beauty is, is what we consider beauty, not what God considers beauty.
God looks at us as as a masterpiece, and that's how we should see ourselves. We should see ourselves that way. Yeah. That you are you're beautiful. God created you to be you, and so, you are the only one of you. Yeah, so yeah, love yeah. yourself. Love yourself because when you love yourself, you can love other people. But appreciate yourself. You're you're special and wonderful in in every possible way. So love yourself. And probably yeah, I could go on and on with a list of things about love. <laughs> but one one that I really kind of struggled with was love keeps no record of wrongs. I thought, mm, I didn't even want to do that month. I, in fact, I did that month out of order. Like I was trying to go in order and I put that one off because I thought, well, you might forgive people, yeah. but you don't forget the things that happen to you, yeah. right? Yeah, right? yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah, so here I'm in Haiti trying to figure all this out. And that month, and pretty much every month, God had to hit me over the head with something big by the end of the month to figure out what things really meant. Like, I was chased by a motorcycle gang. I got lost on a mountain. Just crazy stuff happened. But that particular month, I was at the end of the month getting nowhere. I had no idea what that was supposed to mean. But I was looking for it, trying, trying, trying. Well, I got a phone call from a man in the United States asking if I would show him a water project that I was working on in Haiti because they were interested in maybe getting involved with it. So I said, sure. So eight men from the US went over to Haiti and then two of my Haitian friends who also happened to be men went along because they knew the water project inside and out and we needed translators. And so they came along. So eight American men, two um, or eight American men, two Haitian men and me. So we got to where we were staying out in the countryside and it was a small building with two rooms. Okay. And each room had four twin size beds. Cool. But we brought two cots and an air mattress. Okay. And I went in the rooms and I went, oh, we can move stuff around, we'll be okay. Well, the head guy of the Americans called me aside. Kim, Kim, can I talk to you? I'm like, sure. And he said, uh, did you see the room? And I'm thinking, buddy, there's, there's nothing else to see. They're so small. This place is little. And then I thought, oh, he's going to think I want my own room. So I'll say to him, well, it's okay. I'll sleep outside. And they'll say, oh, no, no. If anyone should sleep inside, it should be you. And I'll say, well, I don't, well, I don't care if there's other people in the room. And he'll say, oh, good. You know, that's great because there's only so much space. Yeah. So I said, well, it's okay. I'll sleep outside. And he said, oh, good, good because we have men on this trip that would be uncomfortable with a woman in their room. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was thinking, oh my word, now I have to sleep outside because I said that I would. And in Haiti, it is so hot. You only go in the room to sleep. Mm. That, that's the only reason you go in the room. And I wear pajamas to bed. Like, you know, what is going to happen in the middle of the night in a room full of people sleeping? Like, it, it made no sense to me. You yeah, have to yeah. do sometimes with what you have. Yeah. But I said I'd sleep outside. So I looked around and I saw this piece of plywood. It was held up by a couple of wooden structures. And I thought, well, if I sleep under there, at least I won't get wet if it rains. But I was scared to death. I was so afraid because there are tarantulas and there are snakes and there are chupacabras or whatever it is lurking in the bushes of Haiti. And I was so afraid that something would bite me dismember me, do something in the middle of the night. So the first night, I blow up the air mattress, crawl underneath the, the plywood, 
and the air mattress held air for about an hour. Then I'm laying on gravel and it was so loud. Dogs were barking and horns were honking and, and that finally died down sometime after midnight. And then shortly after that, voodoo drums started in the distance and then that kept me awake. And then finally that stopped and maybe four or 5 a.m. I was able to get some sleep. Mm. So first night came and went, everything was fine. Second night, same thing. No air in the air mattress, the dogs, the horns, the voodoo drums. Finally, I'm asleep, but I woke up because there was something on my leg. And I thought, oh my word, does Haiti have the anti-venom to whatever it is that's about to bite me? Will they be able to airlift me to the U.S., to a hospital to save my leg? You know, what's going to happen? And I was so scared, but I slowly lifted my head and I slowly opened my eyes. And it was a chicken. There was a chicken on my leg. And I didn't know whether to be happy that it was a chicken and not something much worse or mad because it woke me up from the little bit of sleep I was getting. So third night came and went, no problem. Fourth night, same thing. No air, the air mattress, dogs, horns, voodoo drums. Finally, I'm asleep. But again, I woke up because again, there was something on my leg. And again, I was scared to death. So again, I slowly lifted my head and I slowly opened my eyes. And again, it was the dang chicken. And again, I didn't know whether to be happy or mad. <laughs> but that night, yeah. we had chicken for dinner. Mm. So the fifth night came and went with no problem. I, I got the little <laughs> bit of sleep I was gonna get. And I have to say, at first I was bitter. I was, I was angry. I thought, who do these people think they are? Because it wasn't even about gender. It yeah. was, I was less than, yeah. you know, like you're, you're, I was less valuable than they were. So they got to sleep inside. Yeah. I had to sleep outside. Like, what is that about? And I thought, boy, I, I wish my, I hope my sons wouldn't treat someone like that ever. And, and so I was bitter. And then I realized, you know, bitterness only hurts us. Yeah. You know, quite, quite often you're angry at somebody, they don't even know you're mad at them. Mad at them. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it eats away at you, it eats away at you. And then I went, oh, love keeps no record of wrongs. And finally I understood what it meant. So yeah, we don't forget the things that happen to us, but the story changes, the narrative changes, the tone of the story changes. So instead of, oh my gosh, these rotten guys that did this rotten thing to me, now it's just kind of a funny story that I lived through. And now I could literally sleep anywhere in the world and be perfectly fine. Because we choose, we have that power. We choose the tone of a story. We choose whether or not to be offended. Yeah. You know, if two people were in the same situation, like, uh, you know, two, two people in a, a traffic jam, you know, and the traffic's not going anywhere. Yeah. There could be one guy in one car honking his horn and pounding yeah. his fist and going, get me out of here, you know, and yelling, screaming, whatever. His blood pressure's rising. He's uncomfortable. It's terrible. Yeah. In the very next car, there can be a guy going, you know what? I just, I'll just chill. I can't go anywhere. Yeah. So I think I'll listen to Bishop Elijah and just <laughs> hang out here and be just fine. Yeah. So same situation, but two different decisions yeah. on how to handle mm -hmm. and, and take this situation. Mm -hmm. We we have the control over that in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. So love that keeps no record of wrongs changes the narrative. It just changes the narrative.
Okay, that was so so brilliant. Thank you so very much. Okay, so um, how were you able to survive after uh, your cancer diagnosis? How did you survive all that? Yeah, well, fortunately, my my cancer was caught early enough that I had a few surgeries, went through the treatments I needed to go through, and and I was just fine. You know, unfortunately with my husband, pancreatic cancer is something that, that we don't have a cure for yet. And uh, usually by the time they find it, mm. it's well advanced. And it was with him. It was it was just very advanced. And so, uh, but you know, when when we walked out, the off, out of the office, out of the doctor's office after hearing his diagnosis, we just prayed. Okay. Lord, yeah, and our, and our prayer was, Lord, Please heal him like you did the sick and the lame and the deaf. Mm-hmm. Give him that miracle or the greatest healing, the greatest miracle of heaven. But please don't let him suffer. And God totally honored our prayer. He did, he did not suffer. We had a great six weeks together and, and he didn't suffer. Okay, so to wind up with him, is there any uh, advice you'd like to yeah, you know, I would just like to say, love one another, love each other, yeah. love each other, appreciate people for who they are. Yeah. You know, don't don't hold a love doesn't hold a grudge, love doesn't put a label on people. Don't not like somebody because of their religion or because what city they're in or because of what country they're in. You know that that's not love. Love is for everybody. Doesn't mean you have to like everybody. Yeah. It doesn't mean you have to like everything that people do. Yeah. There's a distinction, yeah. right? So in loving everybody, it doesn't mean you have to invite everybody over for dinner yeah. or go out for coffee with everybody. You don't have to. Yeah. Some yeah. personalities you're gonna just get along with better than others. But you still we're still directed to love everybody. And loving everybody is the freest way to live there is no freedom like loving everybody because when you love you realize that's your only job all you have to do is love you don't have to fix people we can't fix people yeah. right yeah, we can't. We, you know giving giving unsolicited advice that doesn't go anywhere <laughs> right sometimes people get mad about it even so you know yeah. when they ask advice maybe give it but otherwise you, you don't have to fix people they they get to be who they are just like you get to be who you are but love them love them look through the beauty try to see people the way jesus sees people try to look through through that lens and see people that way the heart of people and uh and just love everybody and and we're not the judge you know, judge. I pra- yeah. praise the Lord. There's not yeah. going to be a line yeah. and we're going to go, you're in, you're in, you're out, you're out, right? That's not up to us. Yeah, All not. you have to do is love. Yeah. All you have to do is love. <laughs> All right, so thank you so very much, Dave. So, so nice having you on the show. Seriously speaking, I really appreciate every bit of our conversation. And you know, in, you 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 said something that actually uh, made me happy when, when you uh, dropped me a message. I don't know if you can still call you know, like you know, to um, 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 tell your is it followers or 
Yeah, I think I think it's followers that you're going to tell them about my podcast. It really, really made me happy because if you sit there, you were actually the very first person that would say such things to me. So when I got that message, I felt so happy. Seriously speaking, oh, so I want to oh, say thank you. God bless. Thank you so very much. God bless. So, is there any um, link or a book of yours that you like to listen to? Go get. Yeah, yeah. My book is called Love Is. Okay, it's all you. about uh, what my my journey and the things that I learned. And it's not a unicorns and rainbows, fluffy kind of a love book. Okay. It tells the true nitty gritty stories, like the one I told about sleeping under the picnic yeah, table. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's the stories of how I got to the conclusions mm-hmm. that that I learned about love. And uh, love is uh, is available um, everywhere. You know, mm-hmm. whatever all online booksellers and and that kind of thing. It's av- available on audio. It's available on. Uh, um, an electronic version as well as paperback okay. and um, so yes and kimsorrell.com is my website my yeah. name is ridiculous I'm literally the only Kim Sorrell spelled my way in the entire world because my last name's obnoxious it has way too many letters Ooh. two R's two, two L's <laughs> S-O-R-R-E-L-L-E but kimsorrell.com yeah. I'm not that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> is my website. And uh, people can reach out to me anytime. I, I love to hear from people. Okay. Okay. So thank you so very much, Kim Sorrell. That was a beautiful one. And I would be so much happy to have you on the show again. Would you be glad to come back? I would love to. I would okay. love to. Thank you so much. Okay. I, right. I was so excited to be here and so happy to be here. Thank yeah, you so yeah. much. Yeah. Okay. So that will be the end of today's interview. Have a lovely weekend. Have a lovely day. Bye bye. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this incredible episode. Your support means the world to us, and we truly value you. We look forward to having you join us for the next episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Your feedback is greatly appreciated.